Want to be wowed? Then stick around. My guest this week is Hayley Vanderven. She started out in a real estate agency as a receptionist at the age of 17 and is now the director of the number one ranked Remax office in the country. She is an agent growth specialist with four businesses, over 1,000 managements, and a team of around 100 people. She is also the mother of two young kids. And if you're impressed, you should be. So how does she do it all? Well, stick around and listen as she shares her success secrets. Welcome to the Property Management Podcast with That Property Mum. I'm your host, Kylie Walker. I'm a former television sports journalist and mother of four turned co-owner of a million-dollar real estate brand. Each week, I teach women in the property management industry all the best tips to help you balance your career and family, grow your dream business, master your fear, boost your confidence, and conquer your mindset. Ready to get started? Let's dive in. Well, hello there, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Property Management Podcast with that property mum. Now, I'm your host, Kylie Walker, and thank you so much for joining me. Now, as I record this episode, I'm actually just launching the first podcast episode. And I'm sitting back here and reflecting on how far I've come. It's been a two-year journey to get this show out into the universe. But then I was humbled by my guest in this episode today. What a journey she has had. Hayley Vanderven is the powerhouse boss babe behind the top Remax offices in the country. And as you heard in the intro, she's kicking her goals and then some. But it wasn't always the case. Like so many of our stories, just a few short years ago, Haley was a broken mess, lying on the floor at her mother's funeral, wanting to give it all up. She eventually dusted herself off, got her shit together, and well, I'll let her tell you the rest in this candid conversation that left me feeling like, what more can I do? What goals am I chasing next? And how can I be limitless? The core message behind Haley's thriving businesses. Let's dive in. Thank you so much, Haley, for joining me on the Property Management Podcast today. I am super excited to have you here. Now, before we dive in, can you just give our listeners a little bit of uh, information about yourself and how you got started in the industry? Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, I've got probably one of those uh, typical real estate stories in the sense that I was only 17 when I started on the front desk. And believe it or not, 20 years later, I'm still here. Uh, But now, instead of being on the front desk, the business owner of four offices. That is an amazing story. Did you start off in property management? Was that your first stepping stone? Basically, as soon as I had my license, uh, after I turned 18, I got to go into property management and I spent, um, you know, between six or 12 months there as part of my traineeship. Um, That gave me a huge grounding and I often say to people, like, probably one of the best experiences that I've had in the business, um, it gave me that holistic kind of view of what the, you know, makes the business tick, but also showed me how hard it is to be a property manager. 
Absolutely. I'm hearing you. Uh, probably like yourself, I've sat in every single seat in our real estate businesses over the years. So uh, there's not a job that I haven't done and there's not a job I wouldn't ask anyone to do in the business that I haven't done myself. So uh, I can totally relate to that. But I want to start off um, with a big question today. It's And it's on my mind and I'm sure it's going to be on a lot of listeners' minds as well. How do you do it all? Like, how do you run multiple award-winning businesses and juggle a family and still keep your sanity and you make it look so seamless? What is your secret? (laughs) Well, I'm so glad it looks seamless uh, because it's a shit show. Um, But uh, that's, you know, the truth of it, right? You know, having kids on their own, um, let alone trying to do everything else at the same time is tough. I think I've learned some really good, valuable lessons along the way about, um, you know, putting some things in place to make sure that I still have me time, Um, you know, and I've surrounded myself with great coaches and wonderful mentors that weren't yes people because I think it's super important to have people that are going to tell you the truth and that are also going to give you feedback that's real. And, you know, like I'm the first to start to say that uh, sometimes, you know, particularly as a real estate agent, you get very good at real estating people um, and, you know, you need to be like, don't give me that shit, Hayley. Um, you know, you actually need to make sure that you're taking time out and it's such small things, you know, like I have a psychologist, I have a real estate coach, uh, I have a personal trainer. Um, I do all of those things and invest really heavily in myself to make sure that, I'm still able to be intact because I'm no good to, you know, our team and our family if I'm falling apart. Absolutely. And have you had times that you have fallen apart? Uh, I know personally I have. I've had heart conditions. I've had burnout. um, I've had meltdowns after meltdowns. Uh, Have you been there? And what, I guess, tools have you used to pull yourself back out apart from all of that amazing support that we all need? Yeah. Um, In the start of 2020, um, I was a broken mess Um, just before COVID hit, just in time for the pandemic. um, My mum died sadly in 2019 and it just ruined me. And I literally, you know, I'd had the business then for three, almost four years and it had been a really tough time. And I had, like, you know, battled through cancer with her for those few years and I was just broken to lose her after that was just, like, it actually almost ruined me. And I remember, like, laying on the floor at her funeral. This sounds silly, but I tripped over a pot plant. (laughs) I just laid on the floor and cried. And I just thought, Jesus Christ, Mandy, you need to pull yourself together. And, you know, bit by bit, I sat down with my mentor, Sherry Stora, and I said to her, babe, I need some help. I need to get my groove back. I look terrible. Um, You know, I've lost my confidence. I've lost my zing. I need to turn this shit around because, you know, being where I am right now is not where I want to be and I want to feel good again. And my mum would not want me to give up. And, you know, I want to do this for me, but I also want to do this for her. Um, You know, can you help me? And she kind of just went, oh, babe, all right let's do it Um, and she picked me up and she dusted me off and we put some really um, big plans big hairy audacious plans in place Um, and then I just implemented them and the difference probably in my story and some others is that one of my highest values is just getting shit done and once we had a plan I just got shit done 
That is so much. I am very similar in that respect. I think you've just got to roll up your sleeves and get on with it. Not, uh, I used to be an overthinker, but now it's all about action and implementing. I mean, I sat on this podcast for two years, so finally um, it is now out in the universe. So I can totally relate to that aspect of your personality. And look where you are now. I mean, you've just off the back of the Remax National Awards, um, winning awards for the second year in a row. That is amazing. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I remember um, in the start of 2020, one of my goals was to be the number one Remax office in Australia. And at that time, we were about number five. And everybody kind of... I don't know, everybody, that's probably not the right, right way to put it, but I'd had people say to me, oh, that's a bit ambitious or, you know, like that's a bit of a tall order and, you know, they weren't um, putting me down but they were kind of, they were squashing my dream and I thought, mate, you don't know me very well, do you? Um, and then off you went, you know, and I think sometimes it's okay to use that doubt that other people have in you is fuel instead of fear and it's okay to, you know, like use those external things that you can't control as the fire that drives you to go to the next level. Um, and I certainly think that I've done that in our journey. Every time that somebody tells me I can't do something, I'm kind of like, oh, that's cute. Anyway, and off I go. Watch me. Now, I've always been an independent brand and I never really thought about joining a big brand, to be honest, uh, mainly because I had no idea what I was doing and I didn't want them to, to realise that I had no idea what I was doing either. Um, but what about you? Why did you go with a big brand agency and why Remax in particular? Yeah, um, there's a couple of reasons for me that I love being part of a brand. I love being part of a community and a culture and we're very much our own ecosystem, as in our four offices are very, um, like, you know, we lean on each other, we supply on each other, we, you know, we kind of bounce off each other. I really see the importance in a tribe or a culture or being surrounded by people that are on the same dream and same mission, support the same values and, you know, that are all striving for the same thing. I think that's something that has really resonated with me with the brand at Remax. Um, you know, their ethos is about thinking bigger and it aligns beautifully with, you know, who I am. And when I've gone to them with crazy big, you know, audacious goals like buying this, you know, business last year with an extra 600 managements and an extra 18 salespeople, um, there would be other brands out there that said, no way, like you can't do that. You've only been in business for four years, blah, 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 blah. But Joel was like, do you reckon you can do it, Mandy? <laughs> I was like, of course I think I can do it. I'm not talking to you about it because I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm going to fail. And, you know, like we went through the plans and the strategic planning and the processes and all the bits and pieces and they said, I think it's a great idea and, you know, you've got our full support. Um, the beauty of that being that, you know, like when you do have people that have you back and that do support you and align with your values and, one of our biggest, you know, I know I say values a lot, um, but that's something that's super, super important to me as a business owner. It's the it's the culture or the undertone of our entire business is around being limitless in people's thinking and in the growth potential and in them building their personal brands. So probably why, you know, why I was first attracted to Remax is because I was a salesperson and I was really big on my own personal brand. 
um, and the importance of that. And as an independent, Kylie, you know, your personal brand is your most important asset, right? You know, because people buy into you as an independent. They don't buy into the brand. They buy into you. Um, But our ethos as a business is, in fact, a personal brand. So we actually don't, you know, hang our hats on the word Remax. We hang our hats on each individual building a strong personal brand because we know that people actually list with people. And, you know, they don't actually list with the name on the door. They list with the person that, that is going to sell their home or who is going to, you know, manage their property. We've all seen it before. A good property manager leaves and out walks 10 or 20 managements. Oh, shit. It wasn't actually about me. It was about how awesome my property manager was. Absolutely. And you guys do an amazing job with that personal branding as well, all of your your team across the board. It's very impressive. Um, so if anyone was listening then, uh, and you've you kind of mentioned a few things just then, but if anyone was listening and wanting to start their own agency, what are the, I guess, the top maybe three benefits of being with a brand? Um, I don't think it's the question isn't brand or not brand. So it's not independent or brand. I think the question is what are your needs and who best um, caters to those. So if you're a brand new agent and you've not got any experience in real estate and you're wanting to open your own business, that would be super hard on your own. You know, like the trial and error, the reinventing of the wheel, all of those types of things, that would be really, really difficult if it was just you starting from scratch and your overheads would be massive or, you know, like there'd be a lot of there'd be a lot of risk attached to that. You know, but there are brands out there that are wonderful blueprints for new business owners, um, you know, for experienced salespeople or experienced property managers that want to branch out and have their own business. You know, the beauty of a brand is it usually comes with a pretty detailed strategic plan and business plan. Um, they usually have all the blueprints and maps on what to do and when to do and who do you do it with. You know, that's probably the big benefit, I guess, to being um, with somebody that does this all the time. I know that when, you know, we have agents that, you know, transition to us from other businesses, we have all the plans in place. We actually do it all for them so that they don't have any downtime because I think that the setup and the the planning and the like thinking and the redeveloping of ideas takes so much time. And one of the biggest things as a business owner is understanding that your time equals money. Is it worth it? Is it worth reinventing the wheel and investing all of that time, which is money, uh, into going it on your own? Or is it a path of least resistance? Um, at least for your first franchise agreement or, you know, whatever it may be, to follow a blueprint, have a plan, have somebody else do the hard yards for you and then use that to springboard, you know. Like there's a lot of merit to be, you know, pointed out around um, leveraging other people's skill sets and knowledge. You don't have to do it on your own. Absolutely. Great lesson there for anyone wanting to start their own business. Now, you've said you've got four offices across multiple locations. What are some of the systems or procedures or the key systems or procedures that you've got? Uh, I know I've had multiple offices across different locations. And to be honest, I felt stretched way too thin a lot of the time. So what are some of the, the, yeah, the systems and procedures that you've put in place to help you manage that seamlessly or stress-free as you can? 
Yeah, stress feet. That's so cute. Um, I think, you know, like you have to, uh, as the business gets bigger, it definitely evolves. And one of the things that I'm really big on is, you know, like with innovation is not being too proud to say, you know what, that's actually not the right path for us. And we can change that. Um, you know, I don't, you know, look, we've, we've tried things in the last six months that have not worked. We centralised our services for a little while. Didn't work. That's okay. Um, it's not actually the end of the world. We can decentralise, which we've now done. Um, you know, the importance of people, again, has been highlighted to me around the fact that having great leaders in the business um, and having the people that align with the same principles as we do, as in, you know, like, do they understand how important it is to, you know, lift the lid off the jar for people to, you know, lead to empower and to encourage as opposed to squash and discourage? Um, you know, that we're really, really big on a few of those things and they're things that I've learned the hard way. I've definitely brought lots of people into the business that were not a great choice. But as a leader now, I'm far more reflective and far more um, proactive instead of reactive. So when there's a problem that occurs, especially from a people perspective, um, I've learned not to just hire the first person that comes along to fill a gap, especially in property management, because that usually costs you a lot of money. <laughs> um, but it's just stuff that goes, you know, along, you know, the track. You learn as you go and it's okay to make mistakes because everybody makes them. Um, what's not okay is, you know, not learning from them. Absolutely. That is very, very true. And let's keep talking about property management there for a minute. Uh, and I know you're a selling agent and principal and sometimes there's a real disconnect between the sales department, I guess, and the property management department. But you've also been the property manager and the receptionist and probably various other hats, probably sign, hammer, inner and photographer, everything. But what is your thoughts and philosophies around your PM team or department? How do you integrate that um, so that you're all sort of one team under the one umbrella? Yeah. Well, I haven't actually sold property for the last six years. So when I bought um, the Remax results business at Morningside, I made a conscious decision to be a non-selling principal, um, you know, because I'd sold, um, you know, for I think 12 or 13 years prior to that. So it was really important for me to almost pick a side, um, you know, to build a big business. I feel like you really stretched very thin if your priority is actually your buyers and sellers as opposed to your, my internal clients, which are my agents and my property managers. And I've always prescribed to the theory of one team, one dream, and it sounds really uh, wishy-washy, but it's important for me not to have favourites. So, you know, it's like when you're a mum and, you know, you're like, oh, that kid's so naughty. doesn't make him any less favourite, um, you know, but he's just a pain in my butt. You know, and sometimes there'll be issues on both sides of the fence and sales and property management where you just, like, shake your head. But they're both two very, very important parts of one massive dream for us. And integrating the property management team into the sales team and the sales team into property management team is super important for me because they needed to feel like they were connected. One, from a referral base, because we've got a 1,000 managements um, within our business, so it's important for, you know, property management to feed sales and sales to feed property management just as much, but also for them to have each other's backs 
because, you know, if another agent walks um, into the office to grab keys to do an appraisal on a property, I want to make sure that that property manager is on the phone to a salesperson to let them know ASAP so that that business doesn't walk out the door. And vice versa, if the agents are out in the marketplace and they have the opportunity to refer into property management, if they don't trust the property management team, guess what? They don't bother. A let fee doesn't mean much to them, you know what I mean? And often it's more relationship-based and, you know, like rather than what's in it for me. And I just would like to think that they trust and have a great relationship with each other. That's absolutely right. It should be all one one team under the one umbrella and avoid losing any business out of, you know, it's so hard to get business sometimes in different real estate markets. It's so important to keep as much business in your door as you possibly can. So, I think that's, you know, a valuable lesson there for anyone listening um, about connecting those two teams together. Now, I am a big advocate of personal development and it sounds like you are as well. Can you just share with our listeners some something that will help, that you think will help them, either a book or a podcast or an action item that they could do today when they finish listening to this episode? Well, of course, subscribe to the Property Management Podcast. Um, uh, but honestly, I think that there's, you know, like real merit in people making that time for themselves and being really strict on it. It sounds so silly, but I remember my psychologist saying to me, Hayley, you need to go and have a massage every week. And I'm like, what? That's ridiculous. Like, I don't have an extra half an hour every week. That's absolutely insane. And she's like, you don't understand the benefit for your mind, your body, and your soul when you're actually doing that. She said, even for your immunity, um, she's like, the benefit of this is huge, right? And I thought, mm-hmm. and she's like, I want you to go and get a blood test so that we know what your B12 is like and what your zinc is like and all of these things that you think, I'm fine. I feel fine. I feel fine. Um, but can you believe it? The moment that I started doing all of that stuff, I felt a million times better. And I didn't even know that I wasn't at peak performance because I felt fine. But imagine what it's like to wake up and feel good. And that was a really life-changing moment for me. And sometimes I fall off the wagon and I forget to go and get my weekly massage. And then I get out of the habit of it. And then I think, oh, man, I'm so buggered. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I need to go back to having my massages. And it's like 30 minutes, so it's actually not that hard. I go in my lunch hour quite often. Um, I just tell her not to touch my hair. <laughs> I'm like, don't give me a head massage, she'll ruin my hair. You know, like it really is just such a small sacrifice. Um, at times when I've been really rushed, I've just gone to the head and shoulder guy in the, um, in the you know, I think it's like 15 bucks or whatever, and he just does a quick head and shoulder, or sorry, like shoulder and neck massage that's in the like shopping centre. Huh, that'll do it. And, you know, like obviously the trying to eat right and exercise and do all of those things, I'm honest, I fall off the wagon with that all the time. I think to myself, I'm only going to drink on the weekends and then I fall off the wagon or there's an event on or whatever it may be. But I also think you've got to be kind and realistic to yourself that sometimes it's okay not to be perfect. 
Absolutely, 100% agree with you there. And you're right, you've just got to take those small little steps and make them habits. You know, if you fall off the wagon, get back on it the next week. But I think it's even more important as working mums, uh, I mean, it's important for everybody, but in particular working mums, because you've got to have something left for your kids when you get home from work at the end of a, a long day or, you know, on your weekends. You, you've got to have some some energy left and some spark left. Otherwise, you end up taking things out on them and not being as present as you need to be with your kids. So do, would you agree that, you know, as a working mum, you've got to make sure that you're filling up your own tank first? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm the first to, to say that I'm on my phone way too much. And I'll often, you know, like be there at night and they'll be sitting on the couch with me and we'll be watching a show or something like that. And I'll be working, I'll be returning emails and, you know, because there's over 100 people in our business and it's easy to just like, I'll just get a few emails out of the way. But when my seven-year-old says, mum, can you get off your phone? You're always working. You're like, you know, and and I have to, I've got to be present. You know, I have to make a, a, you know, conscious effort because he's noticing. Like he's not a baby anymore. He can tell that I'm not watching telly with them. And that can sometimes be really, really hard. So it's something that I'm working on um, massively to try and be a bit more present and a bit more, you know, available to the kids, particularly at night. I'm the opposite now. My kids are all teenagers, so I'm begging them to come and watch TV with me and telling them to get off their phones. So <laughs> the table has has turned now for me. But thank you so much for your time. How can our listeners um, connect with you? Oh, honestly, I really thrive out of uh, being there and supporting people in our industry. So anybody can connect with me on Insta. Um, I'm just at Hayley Vandervan, um, obviously Facebook. And look, if somebody wants to have a chat, I'm always all ears. Feel free to give me a call. I'm sure you'll put my details in the notes. I will definitely. Thank you so much, Hayley. I have loved connecting with you again and I look forward to chatting with you as we get more episodes in the the bag. Thanks, darling. Always great to see you. And thank you again for the wonderful session that you did with our team. It's been one of their favourite ones in the last year. So yeah, again, we'll have to have you back. I loved it. Thank you so much. Hey there, I know your time is valuable, so thank you for spending it here. Now, if you are someone who is serious about growing your property management business and you'd like to learn the systems that I've put in place inside my own business that consistently brings in five to 15 new management leads every single week without me having to do anything, then go to the show notes and click on the link to get on the waiting list for the growth school and you'll get notified when it launches. Until next time, my friend.